welcome to Time Wasted Right. I'm a professor, and as always, here's Headmaster Adam, because he is the master. That head. No, <laughs> don't finish that sentence. I it. finish the sentence. All right, so let's start this episode off by saying, first of all, this is the Harry Potter episode of Time Wasted Right. I'm so excited. We would like to start with a, a, a nice disclaimer. We at Time Wasted Right disagree strongly with the views of J.K. Rowling and try to separate the art from the artist due to how influential the Harry Potter universe has been in our lives. Very well put. Yeah, we, we don't get down with the whole, you know, phobias or any of that shit. So, we're doing Harry Potter. We are. I'm super excited. I'm Eli. And this is Time Wasted Right. Hey, thanks for coming, guys. This was great. Let's start simple. How did you get into Harry Potter? Against the will of my parents. <laughs> Isn't that most kids? Not me. My parents were pushing Harry Potter on me. but Against the will of my strongly conservative Christian mother. I think it's the parents. Uh, your, your dad has to be there in order for you to have pushback from him. So, <laughs> I, got into, <laughs> I got into Harry Potter through, as, as far as I can remember, I think I got into it through either school or vacation. It was one or the other. Those are the two options when you're a kid. We either watched Harry Potter in school. Oh, you watched it in school. Or we watched it on vacation uh, my dad used to set up a TV. We're talking like small tube TV, not tube, tube. The tube, yeah. You know the 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 old TV. The, the TVs pre two thousand ten era. Yes. Possibly even. It was like a TV earlier. VCR combo, and he had it set up in the minivan. Sorry, I'm younger than you. What is a VCR? So back in the day. Fuck you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he used to set up this TV and we would hook up like a PlayStation 2 to it. That's so cool. That's something I always wish I had as a kid. It was cool. And we would take turns like my sisters would sit in the front with the TV and I would be in the back. And then, you know, we would switch places. Usually about halfway through the drive, we would switch at like a rest stop. And then we would, you know, alternate. We would watch movies and take turns playing games. I know we watched Harry Potter. I believe we watched the first Harry Potter on that trip. But I also seem to remember that we might have watched it in school. Okay. I will say I have no recollection of Harry Potter coming out on VHS. I definitely did. I promise. Well, so my way into Harry Potter was also seeing the first movie. My dad just brought it home on uh, DVD. But I really enjoyed the movie. It was It's a good time. I, I know the books. I think I knew of the books. I, I at least knew that the books were a thing. I owned the first one. I never read it. I, I will say, I feel like Harry Potter helped a lot of kids our age like get into reading also. Definitely. Definitely. It was a deep dive into yeah. a very expansive universe that apparently came out of jk rowling's ass so there it is um harry potter's really cool because it it's i feel like it's difficult to find 
a series that unites people from such vastly different walks of life. I feel like there are vastly different people that I know who all like Harry Potter. Gotcha. Yeah. Every, everybody can get into Harry Potter. Yeah. I got confused for a second. I was like, well, you do have Ron who was born in the Wizarding World. No, no, Hermione. No. I, I thought you were talking <laughs> characters at no, first. No. So, so just people in general, it's, it's cool how many people can get into Harry Potter. That's true. I feel like, I mean, you know, there's other series. There's, other there's stuff, this like, one person at work. I've never had, like, she seems very, like, standoffish and introverted. I've never had a conversation with her. She she heard me talking about video games, and we talked about, like, a five-minute conversation about Hogwarts Legacy, which I can't wait to come out. I've never spoke, I've barely spoken to her outside of, like, non-work things at work. It would, like, Harry Potter literally, like, is the unification of all people. Everybody <laughs> loves Harry Potter. People that don't... I feel like the only people that I meet that don't like Harry Potter are the people who have never even tried to watch it or check any of it out. Yeah. If they think it's for kids. And it might have been for kids. It's my favorite thing about Harry Potter. Yeah, it started as something that was definitely for mm. kids. It was aimed towards kids. And it grew with us it as we yep. grew up, which was super cool. We literally grew up with Harry Potter and it's, the game. <laughs> The movies and, you know, I, I I would assume the books. I only read the last two books, but the they... You're, Sorry. You're okay. You're fine. Mic feedback. They get progressively... I don't want to say darker. They do get darker, but as they progress... Sure. More like adult. It's It's more like they start to get based around more serious situations as they go yes. further and further and i mean right right from the first one somebody's trying to kill somebody else but i feel also like an 11 year old boy yeah more and more people are trying to be killed as time goes on the you know <laughs> you know what i mean i got you it 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 grew the story the story changed as we changed which was awesome yeah. Where else do you see that? Where else do you see a story that changes as we change? Uh, uh, Go on, I'll wait. Uh, Rugrats doesn't count. <laughs> Just because they grew up suddenly. That, that's not that's not changing with us. That's growing up suddenly. That's thirteen going on thirtying, not <laughs> Harry Potterying. Harry Potterying. <laughs> yeah, we make up our own words here. A time wasted, right? Adam, what is your favorite movie from the series? My favorite movie from the series would probably be Fantastic Beat. No, I'm kidding. What? Uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. You and me share that opinion. It is an awesome movie. Now, let's quick, let's quickly, you throw out why you think it's my favorite movie. Time travel. Big part of it. I just, that one was so fun. Watching Hermione punch draco in the face hermione punch draco the the marge scene in the beginning the night bus the fact that they finally had hogwarts laid out the way the way that the layout should be i want to talk to you real quick about my favorite character like my favorite side character in all these movies go on it's the weird ominous kid who's in the background of so many scenes in the third movie oh oh the random kid that 
the Grim. The one that explains yeah, they're the just Grim. Like, oh, the Grim. And, they, and then it just zooms on him. He's like, and he just explains what the Grim is. <laughs> he's got like two or three of those, I think, in that movie. And that I was love it. That's it. every single one. All you ever see him. Oh, favorite. My favorite side character is that kid. I love it so much. It's so random and just feels so out of place. I, not for nothing, I understand that the first actor that played Dumbledore died. Rest in peace. But the second one is so much better. Do you like like him? I think it helps that they tried to play him more as like, he just happens to be that old. He's not physically that old. Yeah. Because I know, I don't, I don't believe, uh, what's Richard Harris, who played the first one. I don't believe, like he wasn't. As old as they were portraying him no, in the movies. No, I think he was only 70s, I think. I think he died from cancer. Which can take fucking anybody at any time. So Very true. So spend time with your loved ones, people. Yeah, so he was only 72. I definitely feel like they played it up. Wait, I mean, look at the difference between the two uh, ways they, like, dressed him and everything. Yeah. Yes. And I believe by the time the series finished, Michael Gambon, who played the second one, was only, like, maybe 70. Huh. He's He was definitely way more animated. Yeah. Of a Dumbledore. Def, definitely yeah, You animated. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are we it, thinking it, of the same scene? I'm just thinking, if I'm, well, no. But Did you can, put your name can... in the Goblet of Fire? No. Dumbledore <laughs> asked calmly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little more in a little bit. But more in the sense that, like, the first Dumbledore, I'm not going to remember their names, but... Uh, Richard the, Harris. Richard Harris. Is the first kinda, one, and Michael Gambin is the second one. Yeah, I'm still not going to remember okay. it. The first one is... <laughs> he just sort of sat, he was kind of like a cat. And our cats, you know, they kind yeah. of just sit there. I get that. The second one was more of a dog. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get place. that analogy. That's a good one. And he also liked earwax flavored jelly beans. I don't think he was happy about the jelly beans. It, it sounded like a loss. Earwax. I think it was more of a surprise mm. tone. He was more like, I think I'd be I, I safe. Used... Well, he starts, he's like, I, I think I'd be safe with a nice, I can't remember what he says. And he goes to eat it and he says, alas. Earwax. Huh, it's more I, like a tragedy. I, like, I get that. Uh, I always took it as a, he finally got earwax. No, no. It, I always took it as, as huh. I think, the way that it's meant to be. We got 2023, and I'm learning something new about the first Harry Potter movie. <laughs> Came out in 2020. Uh, two, wow, 2001. 22 years ago. I, that, I just, like, feel really old right now. What is time wasted right, if not... A learning experience. Who would you say is your favorite character from the entire series? Who's my favorite? Oh, are we going with main characters? It can be any character in the any entire character. thing. Yeah. Would you like me to start? Yeah, you start. You start. My favorite character is Sirius Black. He is, I feel like, the personification of how I felt in my teenage years. <laughs> <laughs> this, this weird outcasted sort of dude who gets a bad rep but he's actually a big sweetie like that sounds like me (laughs) i'm a big sweetie sometimes i would have to say my favorite character is bem 
Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, you know him as the ominous kid from Harry Potter and the Prisoner uh, of Azkaban. Okay, so yeah, you, sorry. I had to look just, up his name. Yeah, you just left fielded me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, but... In... I'm going to avoid the main three. Yeah. I'm going to go with Draco. That makes a lot of fucking sense. You're a Slytherin, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I am. Yeah, but, yeah. like, I, I was going to go with Draco because he started off as, like, an asshole... Became more of an asshole, and then was just like, I'm in way over my head here. By, like, the sixth, the sixth movie, where he has to kill Dumbledore. As, as far as character development goes, I don't think you'll find a character that changed more. Draco definitely, by the end of it, was just like, this uh, yeah. shit is fucked up. He was just like, I... I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want to have to do with any, anything to do with any of this shit. I just want to fucking. He started live. with like, "Hey, I just don't like Dumbledore." Like, I didn't. I never said I wanted to murder him. <laughs> and you gotta figure like how much bullshit came out of basically that was coming out of his mouth was coming out of his dad's mouth. Oh yeah, all of it. You know, and it was cool to see that. Also, at the end, like Narcissa was just like, "We are fucking leaving. Yeah, we are not doing this shit." She basically looks at Lucius and goes, fucking pack your bags. We're going. <laughs> We're not staying here. Fuck this. Like, so, you know. I want to give a special shout out to uh, Lucius Malfoy also. <laughs> how he was a prick for the entire series. And then I think it was the start of the seventh movie when Voldemort just, like, he took over his house. Oh, yeah. And he and turns he, into he, a little bitch. He, yeah, he just yeah. turns into a little bitch. A little bitch. <laughs> I, I, you know what would be interesting would be to know, I, I think you only get, what, the epilogue is basically a, what, page and a half? Uh, two, roughly two, that. Two it's pages, not, it's not something that long, like yeah. that. It would it would have been cool to know what happened to Lucius after that. Like, didn't he end up getting arrested for everything? Did he go to jail? Did he get arrested and then blame everything on the Imperius curse again? <laughs> <laughs> So I think uh, Draco is a good example of a character that goes through a tremendous uh, paradigm shift. Dudley is also another really great example. Mainly in the books. In the books. Yeah. After Harry saves him from the Dementors and on in the tunnel. Yeah. Dudley's entire opinion of Harry just completely fucking changes. And it's expressed in the book. It's expressed in uh, Deathly Hollows. Harry leaves his bedroom and he trips over a platter that has cookies on it. Bit, sorry, biscuits and uh, tea. And it's cold tea. And he's kind of like, you know, he's sort of at the time, it seems like he's sort of frustrated. And then when Vernon and Petunia and dudley are going to leave dudley is asking them isn't harry coming with us and it sort of clicks with harry at the time like dudley had left me food at the door which is totally uncharacteristic of dudley before order yeah completely uncharacteristic of him and in the movies i know they attempted to make a scene that i i think would have meshed really fucking well with the movie itself just, just throwing the the what is it? is it a hug no so uh, he asks he asks dudley asks vernon 
isn't Harry coming with us? And Vernon goes, he starts to explain why he's not. And Harry goes and interjects and says, I would, I would just be a waste of space, wouldn't I? And Vernon sort of gives him this like, you know, sideways glance. And Dudley stares at Vernon in the face, gives him this like, look, and he goes and steps over the trailer hitch and he walks up to him and he gives him a handshake and he says, I don't think you're a waste of space. And he walks yeah, and, he, nice. and he walks away. And the last thing that Harry says in the scene is, see you, Big D. It was like, <laughs> it was such a fucking cool. And the only scene that you have of that, it's in the bonus feature. It's like the deleted scenes. Yeah. And they didn't even finish the scene. It's green screen in the background. <laughs> of like, But it, it would, oh God. It would be so cool if somebody could just throw it into the movie because I, I feel like it gives Dudley the redemption that he definitely yeah. Also, in about the same and about the same scene from Order of the Phoenix, what the Dementor attack in the beginning. I remember immediately what Vernon and Petunia were just immediately pissed at Harry, right? Well, so they ask him, they try to ask Dudley what happened, and Dudley can't, he can hardly speak because yeah. of what a fucking traumatic experience yeah. it was for him. All he can do is point at Harry. And I think what the intention there was for Dudley to say, ask Harry. Because I remember in the books, you never, re- you didn't read the fifth book, right? No. In the book, Harry explains Dementors, and Petunia gets white. Because she remembers stories of Dementors from when uh, Lily would tell that. Oh, her. really? Like, so she knows what a dementor is and i feel like from there her like maybe not opinion fully changed of harry but petunia also has a cool sort of a redemption also in the book that they also have a deleted scene of where in the books it's sort of a conversation that her and harry have about lily and they tried to make a scene out of it where there's like this little back and forth between him and her and she she sort of says to him, like, you have to understand that that day I, you didn't just lose your mom. I lost my sister. Yeah. You know, and they might not have been on great terms, but I think Petunia still loved her as as a sister. She might have thought, I mean, you have to figure Petunia was. Was it, was it jealousy that she. It was definitely. Right? Je- yeah. It was jealousy. Here, here was, you know, her sister who was vastly more popular and prettier and you know had this talent that petunia would never have and i i would say it was it was jealousy but i think there was still there was love there yeah i mean nobody wants their sibling to die yeah you know well i mean you know most people uh real quick this spawned from our favorite characters who was your most hated character and do we just say it on the count of three? Because everybody... Are we saying last name only? Yes. Okay. One, one two, two, three. Umbridge. Yeah, everybody yeah, hates every, Yeah, she's Fuck the most hated bitch. one. <laughs> um, I don't know what the centaurs did to her at the end. I don't, I don't, know, I, I don't need to know. She obviously... We all know, though. She obviously got whatever it was that she had coming and then immediately went back to being a piece of shit. So let's let's talk a bit about the differences between the books and the movies. Now I can't talk about the it, first five books. It's been a while since I read them, but I could do my best. There are some pretty prominent differences. Just from 
So let me just let me explain what happened. Okay. I saw Order of the Phoenix yes. on DVD. Okay. And I immediately went. I'm not fucking waiting for the movies to come out. And read the last two books. Okay. Which was how I got into the books. It was. It was. <laughs> I'm. I am going to go back and read the rest of the books. You should get the illustrated editions also. We have some of them. Yeah, they. I uh, have one through five because that's all that's out right now. I think we have one through three. But the artwork's just so beautiful. And if you're gonna go back yeah. and reread them, do it with the nice yeah, artwork. Yeah, yeah. There are some. There are some differences that I noticed that I think were lacking. Definitely, you know, the whole Dudley thing that we already talked about. Yep. There were some differences that I think were kind of... Tell me what you know, and I'll tell you what I remember from the first five. Harry getting a hold of Mad-Eye Moody's eye when they... You're blowing my mind right now. I don't remember that. So when they go to the Ministry of Magic, and they're there to break into Umbridge's office, I believe that's what it was, she has... Mad Eye Moody's oh eye. Oh my god, that's right. On her door. Oh my god, and you're blowing my. Oh my so, god. <laughs> so when Harry leaves, he takes the eye with him, and he, I, if I remember right, he buries it next to a tree as sort of like, like an impromptu uh, funeral. Gotcha. Which I, I think wow, they I, I easily could have had the opportunity to because they even show his eye. It, I believe, at one point. I don't know if I'm remembering this right, but I think it hits the floor and they just leave it. They just leave it there in the movie. Oh, jeez. It would take two seconds. They could have just done a quick scene of them, him snatching the eye and later on just burying it when they're like camping in the woods. Yeah. You know? So that, that was a big one. Can we talk about the biggest one while we're on Deathly Hollows? Yeah. The mirror? Oh, yeah. Oh, my How God. they introduce it in the fifth book, but not the movie. And it yeah. became a huge plot point for the last movie. So what the fuck? You, I like that's th- that storytelling wise. That's the only thing that doesn't make sense anymore because I don't even think they explain what that was in the movie. Yeah, that's something I understand because I read the book and then you just see it in the movie and you're like, he never got it in the movie. Yeah, they never explain what it yeah, was. Yeah, he just they ended never, up with it. He just had it all of a yeah. sudden. I don't know. I, I think that, that was... That was an emotional was, scene in the fifth book, too. Was it? Oh, my God. That's right. You didn't read it. Yeah. After Sirius dies, mm-hmm. Harry pulls out the mirror because it's a two-way mirror. Like, he can look in it and talk to Sirius. Oh. So, he tried to pull it out and, like, talk to him. And then it just, he and couldn't respond. There. Yeah. So, he threw it. And that's how he had the shard. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's a heart-wrenching scene in the book. Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty vital fucking part to Yeah. Talk. Yeah. Uh, so we, we talked about redemptions. Uh, I think a, a redemption that sort of gets left out is Grindelwald. In the book, Grindelwald refuses to tell Voldemort where the Elder Wand is. And in the movie, he dimes him out like so fucking fast. I, I gotta tell you, it's such a quick scene. I don't even remember him speaking in the movie. So Grindelwald dies in the book series with that information sort of sort of a redemption it's not it's not a big you know but it's still enough that it's like like listen i'm stopping you from doing something fucking really bad a big thing they didn't do 
starting with the fourth movie, they had talked about splitting all the books up into two movies. Which I think would have been great. One, it would have given us three more Harry Potter movies well, than we yeah, have now. Well, I mean, who wouldn't and two, that? they just would have been more accurate to the book and be able to tell all the stories. I feel like there's deeper lore that didn't get added. The, I will say there's a whole subplot in God of the Fire that I feel like is a weird plot to have in the movie where Hermione starts, I think, spew. I forget what it stands for, but it was like trying to free the house elves that worked at Hogwarts, even though oh, really? house elves like to the work. Yeah, I don't think they show any house elves at all. Not even Dobby, than... who's a huge part in Goblet of Fire, the book. Wow. Dobby's the one who gives Harry the gillyweed. Oh, really? Yep. What the fuck? Which makes more sense, because he had more interactions with Harry before his death scene. Because at that point, it's from Chamber of Secrets to the end of Deathly Hollows Part 1 in the movies. Uh, I have... I have. It's weird. Now that I think about it, Harry Potter is is very much about redemption for a lot of characters. Wormtail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wormtail in the book... Harry sort of talks to him when they're locked up at uh, the Malfoy's house. He talks to Wormtail about how he knows that he didn't mean to betray his parents and 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 that his parents wouldn't want him to be, you know, doing this. Yeah. Also how he owes him. Yeah. Because Harry spared his life in Prisoner of Azkaban. So... Wormtail starts to think about it and because he because doubt was sown he strangles himself to death with, with the, hand, the hand Voldemort gave him. Yeah. In the movie, Dobby just like eats him. Eats him and assumed I and every guess every assumed killed you never, him there. You never see him again. Yeah. I did hear that they didn't want to put a scene of somebody strangling themselves in the movie, which I, I get, but I they could have they could have done something. Yeah, because that also, that was a big... So the book series is a lot about redemption, and the movie series is more about... Harry Potter. Many. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what my most hated change from book to movie is. Go ahead. No matter how epic Deathly Hallows Part 2 is, I'm still a little upset it just follows Harry. Whereas the book series shows the battle from so many different people's perspectives. Oh, yeah, yeah, it jumps around a lot. Oh, I like... I was sitting in theaters like this is so cool. Where's where's this moment? Where's this moment? Where's this moment? I wanted I couldn't wait to see all this, and then it cuts to the uh, the truce part, and then Harry goes into the great hall, and it's just like, all the dead bodies, and I'm just like, oh, I guess they're not they're not going to show any of it. <laughs> My thing is, I don't know if it's just a scheduling thing with all the actors, so they could they only Maybe. had them for that one day to film. Or you got to figure that it's it's a big part of it's got to be condensing. You know, they had two movies. I know. <laughs> I know. I I was. I I'll tell you what. Ima- imagine watching Avengers Endgame, only from Captain America's perspective and not knowing what else is happening at that final battle. That's fair. Like that's yeah. kind of the same thing to me. That would just that would have been like, wow, this is so cool. What are they doing over there, though? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's there's also. Uh... Like you said, uh, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Best, there's definite best uh, line in the whole series. There's definite dialogue changes. Oh yeah, where the movies definitely aimed to dramatize it a bit more, but I think they did a good job with it. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy Goblet of Fire. I remember not really liking it when I first saw it. 
but I really like Goblet of Fire. <laughs> what was weird was as I was taking notes for this episode regarding specifically regarding what it was that was like my favorite about Azkaban. Yeah. The more I started thinking about other movies from the series <laughs> and parts from those movies that I fucking loved that sort of drew my attention away from Azkaban. What would you say are some of your favorite moments from the series? And if you want, I can start. Yeah, you start. I'll think. Okay. Uh, so my some of my favorite moments are anytime anybody discusses anything that was going on during the first Wizarding War, it automatically like rustles my jimmies. I get like, <laughs> oh my god! And then what? And then what happened? You know, anytime they're talking about. Um, oh, see, I, I see, I jump right to like how many different action scenes were there that I really liked, <laughs> and you're just like, I really like lore. lore. I love uh, yeah. the lore. I love the lore. Anytime they discuss anything that happened when James and Lily Potter were still alive, when Sirius was still free, any of the betrayals, any of the you know the different things that happened between them. Finding out about the prophecy that Trelawney gave and how Sirius was responsible for telling Voldemort about the prophecy, but then also was responsible for trying to stop Voldemort from using that information at all. I don't remember that. Sirius is... So Sirius is the reason why... Sirius goes, if I remember this right, Okay. Sirius goes for, I, I want to say it's for an interview to work at Hogwarts, basically. Okay. I might be wrong. No, that's <laughs> See, fine. I'm leaving it in. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Severus. No, 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 not Sirius. Severus? Shit. Did you mean Severus this whole time? Okay, you so you meant Snape I, this whole I, time. I meant Snape. Okay, that, yeah. you're fine. Severus, Sirius, and Severus are very close. Yeah, Severus goes to Dumbledore. I think I can't remember exactly what it was, but with the intent of talking to him and overhears Trelawney basically giving the prophecy or having the prophecy in front of Dumbledore. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay, I'm on the same page as you now. <laughs> And Snape is the one that takes the prophecy and goes to Voldemort. Did I do it again? Is it Snape? No, you said Snape. Snape. Okay. You said Snape. Let's stick with last names. So yeah, anytime anytime they talk about any of the lore, anything that was going on during the first Wizard anymore is is just great. I, I love that. Let's see, I'm gonna jump right into action scenes. Like cool. I can probably pick my favorite action scenes from each movie. The troll scene from the first one. Okay. Okay. Fighting the bad. Listen, I think Chamber of Secrets is one of the most boring movies. And when I rewatch, when I go to the rewatch them all, I do skip it most of the time. But the fighting, the like the the last fifteen minutes with the snake in the Chamber of Secrets is awesome. What about the spiders? See, I don't even care about the spiders. What about that the much. spiders and following them. I'd, I'd rather them follow the butterflies. That's fair. That's fair preserve azkaban the entire movie no but specifically like the werewolf transformation like i like the look of the werewolf in there oh yeah definitely my favorite scene obviously is after they time travel back 
and then they have to go through everything from the other side. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Yeah, that was definitely... What was cool about that, I think, was it already feels like a whole fucking movie. And, and then, then they, they have go to go back, back and, time, and it's yeah. like, oh my god, I get a bonus, like, half hour now. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Goblet of Fire, I think the dragon fight's the best. Okay. Yeah. Well, I... Uh, uh, you know what? No, sorry. You know, I'm going to go with the graveyard scene, because that's just all creepy. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the maze in a little bit. I'm going to come back to that. Okay. Okay. Or the Phoenix. It's got to be the Department of Mysteries fight. Uh, what about when Mad-Eye Moody, or, sorry, Barty Crouch Jr. turns Draco into a ferret? That is awesome, too. <laughs> that was fucking epic. That was uh, such a good part. Oh, is, that, is that a student? <laughs> Technically, it's a ferret. Oh, God. So, real quick, I'm going to go back to the maze. They cut so much out. They're like, picture a D and D campaign. Yeah. And you're like, you have to go into this maze. Yeah. You know you're gonna run into a bunch of shit, right? Now think of what the movie did. Hey, run through this maze and get to the end before the other kids. There does. in the book, there's a sphinx in the maze. They have to answer a riddle. What? There's a there's a part in the maze where they're upside down. Everything's normal, but like it, they're upside down in the maze all of a sudden. And they have to just have to keep walking straight to get through it. There, Harry feels the life being drained out of him, and there's he realizes there's a dementor in the maze, and then using his knowledge of why would they put a dementor in the maze, realizes it's actually a bog art. Oh, oh! Like there was Dude. so much stuff in the maze they did not do in the movie, and that Dude, was that's... kind of upsetting. What? You know that fits in so much better with, or so much more with the, uh, you know. With why they did the lesson on the Bogart. Yeah. Shit. Oh, that Bogart scene, too, when he put the record on in Preserve Azkaban. Oh, yeah, that was great. And they just, oh, that was so fun. I think uh, anytime they use the Pensieve is awesome. Can I talk about uh, the Pensieve? And how come nobody just took Harry's memories from the end of Goblet of Fire instead of just saying that he's a liar? Or Veretta Serum? I'd, or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> I Well, I think it's because that... It's all these that little point, plot holes that I always try to, like, not think about when I watch the movie. But then when you think about it, you're just like, there's so many ways to find out that he was telling the truth. By that point, Cornelius Fudge had already politicized the whole thing. He turned it into a, an agenda rather than a truth. Yeah. I don't think it mattered at yeah. that point. I mean, and plus, look at, look at what... Um, Look at what Slughorn had done with his memory of what happened. Yeah. Uh, you know? guess, so it, it shows it, that it, it's, alter it's possible to alter your memories if you think hard enough about it. All right. You know. Is that what he did? He just think hard enough I, about either it? Either that or, or he just, he sort of fabricated his own memory of it that was close enough to yeah. the, you know. That's weird that you could do that. The Pensieve was fucking awesome and it was such a vital tool to the plot in yeah. so many different movies. Oh, and in the fifth movie, remember when Harry is learning, what is it, Oculavency from uh, Snape? Yeah. And in the movie, like, he bounces back and goes into his mind. Yeah, And then Snape's all freaking out about it and and says he'll stop training Harry all of a sudden, even though, like, that's something that you would know that would happen while training. In the books, Snape pulls out memories he doesn't want Harry getting into and puts him in the Ponceive. And one day Harry shows up early for training. And looks at all the memories, and Snape catches him doing that, and that's why they stop training. Oh. 
it makes more sense that way than having Harry fight back and get into his memories like what happened in that kind of training that they say and then freak out and stop training Harry. I have to read the books. We jokingly had a discussion about why Voldemort didn't turn random shit into Horcruxes. Just turn it into a stone and throw it in the ocean. Shit, I saw something on TikTok or something recently. We talked about this. Yep. Somebody said a penny. Turn it, uh, you know, make a penny one and then just release it into the wild. Yep. I sent you a picture. I think I came across it, right? Yeah. Yep. So here's the thing. I, I put a little bit of thought into that. What the fuck would be the point of putting something, putting a, you know, making some random object a Horcrux when you need your followers to be able to find that Horcrux in order to return you to life? If they, I take, if I take, they a, need them to return to life. Yeah, as far as I, as far as I know, he needed the item. Like I don't think he did. They had to have. No, that was just uh, he split his soul in the pieces so that way he couldn't be killed. I think that's all that was. But he was killed. After they destroyed all the Horcruxes that were easy to find. They kill. Okay, so they killed him, right? Yes. At a good with, age with, of with, mid-70s, by the way. With only and normal of, wizards who don't try to live forever. Of course. Live hundreds of years. With <laughs> part of his soul intact in him. Kill him. And then he's gone. But he created other Horcruxes that... Uh, this is this is how I've always understood it was that it took that Horcrux in order to return him to life again. But Horcrux got destroyed in the fourth one then when they brought him back to life. I don't know, and that's why. <laughs> well, and that's what I'm saying. I I've always that's something I've always thought about too. Like, well, wouldn't there have had to have been other Horcruxes that he created at some point that they would have had to have used? Listen, I get that. <clears throat> And the fact that they were just like, no, he has seven Horcruxes came from a memory from someone else of a 16-year-old saying, what if I did it seven times? They were like, he's got seven Horcruxes. A lot of stuff kind of just falls into their lap. I just, it doesn't make sense, you know, any other way. It, the only way that I can figure it was that there were other Horcruxes and the Horcruxes are what gets used. Honestly, the only way I think of it is she didn't think of Horcruxes until halfway through writing the sixth yeah, book, honestly. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, okay. I love the idea, though, the Horcrux idea. Mm-hmm. Like, you- if you kill something, you put part of your soul in something else to hide it off so you don't die. Also, uh, another big change from the books to movies. I know we're past that, but this has to do with this. Go on. When Voldemort dies in the movie, you know how he, like, fades to dust and whatnot? Mm-hmm. In the book, do you remember how he dies in the book? No. His body's just limp. No. Like, he just dies like a normal person. Yeah. To prove that he did nothing special by trying to gain immortality. Oh, yeah. In the movies, he died in a special way. Yeah. So, like, just for that alone, of proving, like, what he did wasn't special, I like that his death in the book is just him dying, and that's it. There's just a, a carcass there. How about some behind-the-scenes? Ooh, hit me with some behind the scenes. Uh, you know about the fart machine. <laughs> Every, yes, I everybody do. knows about the fart machine. Yeah. There's videos of it. Uh, it's so I good. see them every so often. I didn't know about it until I saw the videos. I had never heard the story. I about never heard it. the story either. I saw it started coming out recently on my TikToks though. We're in uh, what was that? That was 
Third one. I, third one. They put a fart machine in his sleeping bag. In Daniel Radcliffe's sleeping bag. And he was like laying right next to a girl that I think he had a crush on. I didn't know that part. Yeah, I think he. I think I saw a thing where he talked about it, where he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I was laying next to somebody I was like into." <laughs> so there was that. There was uh, Rupert Grint laughing at uh, Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe when they had to do the kissing scene. That I know about. I know. Apparently, he was cracking the fuck up. <sighs> what about Daniel Radcliffe's stunt double? Go. Go, oh, uh, what's the story with that again? He uh, he had a stunt double that, due to a stunt gone wrong, became paralyzed. Paral- that f- uh, yep, that was this I heard about. What was this? Do you know what the stunt was? I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I remember, I remember reading about it in the news when, like, when it happened. It was during the filming of Deathly Hollows. I'm not sure exactly what stunt it was, but it was all performing performing a stunt known as the Jerkback. He was slammed into a wall, and the impact broke his neck. Oh my god! That that that. I thought you were yeah. going that way with fun facts. No, no. I well, so it occurred to me when I was writing notes. I was like, well, there's also not fun behind the scenes. <laughs> oh my god! He was his stunt double for every single movie mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah, they were friends. Yeah. He also acted in two of the movies. Crazy. He was Slytherin beater number one in Chamber of Secrets. Okay, I got I got one more for you. Okay. Is it more upbeat? I hope it's more upbeat. I got one more for you. So there's there's a few other movies that use a lot of the actors from the Harry Potter movies. Can I name the one that I know you you're thinking of? You can name the one. Is it Sweeney Todd? It is Sweeney Todd. <laughs> uses three or four, I want to say. Yeah, Helena Bottom Carter, Wormtail, Snape. That's that's weird uh, right Grind- there. Grindelwald. Grindelwald? Grindelwald. The, uh, the kid. Johnny Depp. Plays no, no, Grindel- Johnny no, no, Depp no. plays Grindelwald. Johnny Depp plays Grindelwald. Later so on, but still later weird. On. Still weird now. <laughs> But there's also uh, the kid they adopt. Like no, no. So so when they show the the flashback of Grindelwald in Deathly yes. Hollows, that that actor that played Grindelwald is the kid who's looking for or who wants Joanna. Yeah. Uh, also, fun fact about that kid, Vecna. Yeah, he's also Vecna. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. There's also coincidentally another uh, Johnny Depp movie. Well, Sleepy with Johnny Hol- Depp Sleepy comes Hollow. Helena Bottom Carter, who's not in no, that one. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow, yeah. Sleepy Hollow. Who's in Sleepy Hollow? The second Dumbledore actor. Okay. I gotta watch that one Vernon again. Vernon is in that. Oh. And Can we talk about how they're both Tim Burton movies also? Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Johnny Depp is in Yeah. <laughs> huh. and, yeah, there's a few movies where they do that. Here's a fun fact for you. I like this british comedy this sci-fi british comedy called red dwarf i've heard of it so i've heard nothing but good things about it too i red, haven't seen it myself red dwarf has two different actors that also later play in harry potter one is the actor that plays ron's dad okay is in one or two episodes 
and then later the actor who plays Wormtail is in an episode. Uh, I don't know if you remember this movie, but Ron's dad is in The Borrowers. Yes. And he's also, I believe, one of the dog nappers in 101, 101 Dalmatians. Yep. It's fun going back to movies like that that I saw <laughs> as a kid and be like, oh my god, you were in yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, like, I can't believe you were in that. We were doing that. My mom is really into Downton Abbey. Okay. Which has uh, Maggie Smith in it. And I've told her before that Maggie Smith was in Harry Potter, but my mom also liked that movie series Sister Act with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> and Maggie Smith is also a big oh. part in the, in those movies, I believe. She play a nun? Yeah, she's I like... Could, um, I could totally see her dressed up as a nun. Like yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about the games. All right, what games have you played? None. Okay. Absolutely I none. didn't play a whole lot of them. I am going to put my whole life into Hogwarts Legacy in about three weeks or five days ago from when this comes out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I have experience with the second game in both GameCube and Game Boy format. Both a lot of fun. The Game Boy one was kind of like turn-based-ish. And you had like a list of spells you can do to the enemies. Mm-hmm. I remember putting so much time into that game. And it had scenes from like the book that weren't in the movie. Like you would go to Nearly Headless Nick's death day party. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which I know you didn't read the book, but like... Yeah, no, but... Oh. God, I'm just so much fun, these games. I put so much time into Chamber of Secrets for GameCube, though. Like, I loved that game so much yeah never played any of them none of them loved it so much it was, the sword fight with the basilisk at the end was kind of weird because you would just use like the magic of the sword to fight it like, <laughs> you would hold it out like a wand and shoot magic out because that's the mechanic that they had for the game yeah 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 but it was cool like every class had like a dungeon crawl you have to do to learn a new spell like the, the only thing that i knew definitively was ps1 hagrid the only thing i know about the games at all even i haven't even played the uh the lego game dude lego games are fun it's a little upsetting it came out before they started doing voiceovers so it's like the silent silent one where they like like point to things or Mm -hmm. like to get the story across they did the same with the uh indiana jones one indiana jones star wars they realized when they did the first lego batman game which was also silent that they would have to do voiceover because they were trying to tell an original story and not retell a story <laughs> in silence that people would know already. Because you're like, not buying Lego Harry Potter if you haven't seen the Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, the Lego games were fun. Chamber of Secrets for like the PS2, Xbox, GameCube era. So good. So good. Just so fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited for Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, I, I, I can't think... wait for Hogwarts Legacy. This goes back to the disclaimer earlier. I I don't think you're teaching anybody a lesson by boycotting Hogwarts Legacy. I'm just saying it's you know, it's a franchise I love, and it's finally a game I've been wanting. Yeah, and obviously the franchise means a lot to the you know the development team. Yeah, that's making the game. So I think it you know it it also takes away from them to boycott. I've been working on this for a year. Like I think this yeah, this thing got announced in like 2017 or 18, I think. Yeah, years. And we're finally in 
almost February 2023, <laughs> and it's almost here. I'm still waiting like February 9th. They're like, ah, sorry, guys, it's not done. <laughs> I'm not necessarily against delays because it means that they're trying to fix something. Yeah, true. You know, I'd rather delay than release a hot pile of But garbage. then you have some games that are just like, oh, no, we hated how the Knights of the Old Republic remake was going, so we just scrapped it. We don't know if we're going to make it still. And I'm just like, Yeah, um, that part sucks. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, why can't you just fix it? <laughs> just fix it. Just fix it. Let somebody else do it. What don't you like about it? Just <laughs> just, just give me the same game, even with the weird turn-based thing, and then just give me better graphics. I'll take that even. Or just make it play like Fallen Order or something. I haven't seen much gameplay. I have no... I've really uh, tried Cody to Cody avoid... tried telling me stuff today, yeah. and he was like, let me just tell you this one thing. Like, what do you know about the game? I was like, nothing. He was like, like what do you know that you can do in the game? I was like, I know nothing. Yeah. I know Hogwarts Legacy comes out February 10th. I'm, I'm hoping... And that there's an exclusive PlayStation mission. Oh. That's what I know. I'm hoping for basically Harry Potter meets Rockstar's bully. Oh, that's yeah. that's really what I'm hoping for. Yeah, and considering I'm a Slytherin, I'm, I kind of want to play Slytherin and be kind of a dick my first playthrough. I think so. Basically, how you are in real life. Wow, <laughs> that's you. <laughs> Who me? Yeah. I'm the nicest person you know. I want. I really want you to think about that. We both have our off days. <laughs> we both have times where we're playing D&D and we're tired. We both have our off days and it's always when one of us is DMing and the other one's playing. <laughs> All right, Eli, we had a very magical episode this month. We did. You know what we're doing next month? Uh, no, I have no idea. Time travel. All right, Eli, we had a magical episode this month. We did. Do you know what we're doing next month? I think time travel. How did you know that? I just, I just know. That. Yeah. Whoa.